You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> well, I figured, so I, I wanted to talk about a couple things. And then, you know, the world kind of was going batshit crazy, and you go, too many things to talk about. Yep. Oh, Adam Scanlon. I guess it changed from the first time we did one of these, huh? Yeah, no longer... um, Millie's Paws and... Doing in that house. And, you know, honestly, the audio in that one was a lot better than some of the other ones I've done. So, for as many things that I've figured out doing this, there's a lot of things that went just fine the first time. What episode were you? The second episode? I think it was the one after Mike. I think. I don't know. We recorded it in... Numero like dos. July of 19? Is that right? No. Wouldn't have been July. Yeah. It would have been July. Pre-baby. Yeah. Like two weeks pre-baby. 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 Jeez, Louise. Yeah. And then we, it didn't get out until, <laughs> I don't know when. But January was, yeah. of 2020. <laughs> it was about it was a year a while. ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a while. But Oh my goodness. So, a year and a half later, what's changed? A lot, Everything? Man. Yeah, um, a lot. Uh, more guys at the shop. Oh um, yeah, that's relatively recent too. Yeah. Um, hired two new guys. Um, you know, COVID for us. Kind of, I don't want to say it was a blessing, but you know, we didn't really slow down at all. Um, if anything, we probably picked up a little bit um, throughout that. Now, sunblockers—that was a different story. I mean, you can't be in people's homes and tent windows, and you know, businesses—you um, know—were affected quite a bit. So, sunblockers pretty much was shut down for a while, just for the simple fact of you didn't want to be in people's house. I mean, how can you go in and guarantee that you one don't have anything, and two? try to infect anybody else so we just made the decision it just wasn't worth <clears throat> you know doing anything with that but tricked out i mean at the shop it was you know fantastic so picked up on the wholesale side uh for us you know they were selling new vehicles incentivizing people with you know zero percent interest and you know awesome rebates um started selling a bunch of vehicles and then you know we we're looking at each other and they couldn't get vehicles at one point so they were buying vehicles off other dealerships just to keep the numbers turning um from my understanding of it but everything's good so no complaints on us been able to hire people and and grow the business through a pandemic so number one rule of business what stay in business so stay in business stay in le- business during the pandemic right. so we at least uh, at least did the first uh first rule of business is you know make it work yeah it's pretty crazy to see you know that that transition of the last i'll call it 18 months since our last episode and how many things have changed just in such little time makes you excited for the future. 
Yeah, you know, we, we really didn't feel the effects of COVID until recently. Um, we made it through just because of the manufacturers that we carry. They carry such a huge inventory that it was business as normal until about the first part of September. And that's really when we started to see things kind of go on back order. You know, they may not have a particular cover. They may not have um, you know, a particular set of Nerf bars, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but we're still dealing with that now. It's getting a little bit better, but mm-hmm. wheels and tires are extremely tough to get right now. Um, tonic covers are still tough for us to get. Lift kits, we had about a two-month period, depending on what it was that we couldn't get anything for. It was all on back order, but they're slowly getting that you know, kind of figured out. So they're telling us second quarter. By sometime in the second quarter of this year, things should be somewhat back to normal. Just the manufacturing lag. Right. So really for us, it was the manufacturing lag that really hit us hard. We may feel the effects more in 2021 than we did in 2020 just because there's so much inventory that's out there. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll make adjustments and figure it out as we go. Yeah, absolutely. So in the last um, 18 months, you've really poured a lot of time, effort, and um money into digital marketing i know it was something we had talked about in the first episode is you know you had never really done any print advertising when you started the uh tricked out business and now we're to the sun blockers and tricked out motorsports and all the things we do can you kind of talk about um i would say that yes you're in retail but you're also in service we're probably in service more than we are retail and i had a conversation um on this most recent podcast that's going to come out with tammy coleman she is from element 212 she is a digital marketing expert out of massa county um referred to me by adam hoaxma from bankable and she saw a lot of explosions in their clients because they pour they had to pivot right. you know especially retail they had to pivot because they had to you know they could no longer attract those people in the door. What's how do we market now? And to completely change the and this way this is of kind thinking. of the way you've always done it. Yeah, you know, for us, we were fortunate in the sense that you know I've built everything online. You know, whether it be through Google, whether it be for Facebook. Um, you know, and granted, we'll still do our fair share of I guess print advertisement, but yeah. majority of that's going to be um, just for charities. You know, stuff that we want to give back to the community as. But as far as to attract an actual customer from our standpoint it's all done online you know everything is um done online for us for a reason it's because everybody's got phones in their pockets they've got tablets and everything is online um we were fortunate that we really didn't have to change the way we were doing very many things just because we've been doing it for so long on i guess the internet social media um things changed a little bit to where you know Google AdWords when we first started to Google AdWords now are two totally different things. I mean, back when we first started, Google Ads, relatively cheap. Um, It was still a new, I guess, way to market, and so it wasn't near as expensive as it is today. Do you think that the pandemic and people pivoting has caused an increase in that? Could Could you feel that on your marketing side at least? Well, I think we had two things. So when the virus first started, everybody was nervous and from you know our marketing team and you know i I was having a conversation with them almost daily on you know what's this thing look like what do we need to be doing you know i don't i'm not a believer in pulling all of your marketing unless you physically can't afford it but i I, i'm not a believer in pulling everything because you still have to be relevant 
you know, in whatever marketplace that your business is in. So, you know, I was on multiple phone calls, um, you know, with our team and just saying, okay, guys, what are you guys seeing? Well, they were seeing a lot of people, you know, as a figure, if they spend a thousand dollars, well, now they may be spending 350 or $500. So the price of an AdWords actually went backwards to kind of the time frame, um, you know, kind of when I first started. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I made the decision, um, you know, and, and it was one of those things where I look at and go, man, I don't want to pull back. But what happens if we're just crazy enough to double what we spend in AdWords? I wonder if it pays off. And so we did that the first month and it paid off huge. Um, you know, at one point we were booked out two and a half to four and a half weeks, depending on the time of year, time of month. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And it was everything. It was big ticket items. It was window tent. Uh, anything that we do, we were booked out with it. So, you know, I guess to answer your question, we've seen it kind of go back to, I don't want to say normal, but back to normal pricing. But there for a while, it was cheap money. Um, you could get a lot for a dollar, and you didn't have to spend as much. Now it's starting to kind of creep back up a little bit, um, and we see it, you know, quite often. So I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I can definitely see it being a little bit more um, expensive because I think you are going to have companies switch to an online base marketing. You know, I'm a believer if you're not online in five years, you're going to be so irrelevant that – other people are just going to take your marketplace. Well, it's tough. So a lot of people, especially locally, um, they believe in that small town referral. And that's more service, right? So you truly look at it from a service versus a retail marketplace. And you are a beautiful blend of both compared to most industries. Yeah. You know, my I guess my philosophy on, on service is kind of like a, a small town bank. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody in a small town. When a customer walks in the door, you know, we deal with a ton of customers. So it's it's harder to do now than it was when we first were in business. But I like to get to know customers. What are their interests? You know, when they walk in the door, call them by name. Hey, how you doing? You know, how's the family doing? You know, that that's an interaction that we like to have with customers. Um, it's hard to find that now. So, you know, AdWords for us and all of our marketing stuff, that gets people, you know, in the doors. But then it's our service, you know. We do service better than anybody else is, is my belief. Um, you know, we want to give people that feel of, you know, we like people that come in. I mean, we've got people that just come in just to stop by and say, man, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. And, you know, how's everything going? So, you know, you sit there and talk for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Come um, see the shop dog. Right. And we, we've, got a, uh, we've got a sweet old lady that uh, we've done some work for. And she comes in. I don't know, probably once a year, and she will. She'll bring Opie dog biscuits. And she just comes in to see Opie. We probably haven't done work for her for two years, but, um, you know, she refers some people to us. But she just comes in just to see how Opie's doing. So um, it's pretty cool uh, to have that. But service to us is a huge, that's a big thing to me. Um, What's backing it up? Backing up those AdWords. So let's kind of back into that. So I would say that... Dumb down what a Google AdWord is. Is that a keyword? Is that what? What? Explain that like I'm five years old. Well, I want to say I'm not an expert in any of this. I know enough to be dangerous, but how to physically go in and set an AdWord up? I'm not your no, guy. No, just be dangerous. Just be dangerous. But basically, from from my understanding is, and, and I'll use stuff we do because I can put it into you know terms. Uh, window tint. If you are getting ready to get your windows tinted and you Google on your phone window tint near me. 
the first three, maybe four that's going to pop up on Google, it will have the business name. It may even have like a catchphrase. To the left of that, it will say ad. You're paying Google to show your business first. And so how it works and how they structure who gets the first, who gets the second, third, and so on is it basically goes to an auction system. So when we set, you know, my marketing team sets up our AdWords, we have a daily budget that we spend, and then we will also break that down into category or how much are you willing to pay for this customer to potentially click on your website. Yeah, it's an auction system. Right. So, and everybody's different. And depending on, um, you know, the times of day, you know, we've been doing it for long enough, we've got so much data um, backed by just, you know, years of doing this that we may not even run AdWords certain times of the day because they're not they're they're not our busiest day or times of the day. So we've even got it down to a fine science where this ad's only going to run at this time, this day, and here's how much we're going to spend on it. So you know we pretty much have ours down to a fine science. Um, you know, obviously I will change things as it goes, you know, window tint, we always market on, but certain times of the year, Christmas time, we're not marketing on suspension lift kits because those get expensive and nobody's spending that kind of money around Christmas time. So you got to take some of that into consideration. Um, but it's basically just a keyword and a bunch of keywords, um, that they make up. And when you type those into a computer or your phone, it will sense those. And then, you know, you will pay essentially to be at the very first spot crazy it's wild so the ones that don't say ad by them those are then ran by seo yeah organic um we do very well on organic around here just because i i feel like we got and i'm a younger younger guy getting older obviously but getting close to that zero <laughs> yeah i know um we you know we've had six years of you know, SEO and, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. And I'm still learning. I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I don't know. And, you know, my marketing team will say, you need to do this and here's why. And I go, okay, if you say we need to do it, that's what we need to do. Cause obviously you guys have more than paid for yourself over the years. So, um, organic is, you know, anything after that, it's just how well is your relevant keywords on your website or Facebook, whatever you're doing is going to get you moved up in that spot. And Google, from my understanding, you know, they go into your website, they see what you're doing, they want to see changes, they want to see the latest and greatest. So as long as you're doing those changes, you're going to rank higher versus somebody that's not doing anything and has a website that they haven't touched in three years. Yeah. So, you know, we're constantly making changes to stuff, I mean, almost on a weekly basis, even if they're just minor tweaks, just to stay relevant, you know, online. When you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about organic traffic. It's built over time. Yeah. Similar to your real life um, business. It's just built over time. Yeah. And, you know, organic is definitely the easiest because it's the cheapest um, over the long haul. You know, yeah. it get, it gets expensive sometimes when you're, you're doing social media and, you know, that kind of thing. And Facebook's kind of taken that model. You know, they've just actually changed the algorithm and... You know, we've got roughly between our Instagram and Facebook, you know, 6,000 people, you know, like that. But we've actually seen our Instagram usage go up and our Facebook usage go down from interaction. Um, it's because Facebook changed the algorithm. So now everybody's got to, I guess, relearn the algorithm and you know, try to figure out, okay, what, what can we do to make people, you know, interact with it? So, 
you know, there's times I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. It's it's great, but if you're spending money with them and then you stop spending money with them, it almost seems like your engagement goes down a little bit. So that's something we kind of try to keep an eye on, you know, predominantly Google. Um, you know, uh, Bing is one that we've been hitting a little bit. Um, I don't believe in just going all in on one thing. You know, we can go pretty heavy on one thing, but let's sprinkle in some other stuff over here. We don't want to leave anybody out. So it's it's a full-time job trying to learn all of it. I mean, you know, I get done with my marketing team and my head about explodes. I'm like, so much information, you know, and you're trying to learn as you go. So Well, and I think that's one thing if you look at most small business owners, they're trying to manage it themselves. That's something you did very early on, which I respect, and I know it's such a big decision and a hard thing to do, is you've actually hired a third-party marketing team. Yeah. You don't have an in, in-person marketing team. You're not the marketing team. In no. a sense, you, you're here to do what you do best. Yeah, you know, and, and that was a getting to the point to where you can transition to that's hard. You know, when you first started out, um, we didn't have any money. I mean, right. You know, it was, it was only me and a, you know, a a bay that was big enough just to fit a four door car. I couldn't even fit a full size truck in. Um, so you just do what you have to do to survive. And once we started getting a little bit busier, um, hired our first employee who now is arguably, you know, my right hand guy. Um, you know, he, a, a good friend of mine now, um, once we started to make that transition, you know, I kind of seen that. It's like, man, you know, I've taken it as far as I can take it, but I'm not somebody that can sit here at a computer. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really good at what we do, but this is not my thing. I'm just not good at it. Um, and we went through a bunch of companies. Um, it's hard to find a company that can truly grow the business and show you a return. I say that the companies that we dealt with, I should say, it was hard to find a company that could on dollars and cents, on numbers, put it on paper, and you go, that makes sense to me. ROI. Right. And, you know, when I first started, I had to learn, you know, you're going to have to spend a little bit to get up and going. And when you first start something and you change it, you know, it may take two months, three months to get enough information from the traffic you see to be able to redo it. And then really kind of hone in and fine-tune, you know, where you're spending. Um, The marketing company that we have now I mean, phenomenal company for us. Um, I like how they have it set up. We have one main contact person. I talk with him, I don't want to say daily, but every couple of days. I'm He's either calling me, emailing me, you know, vice versa. Hey, got a question about this. And then we each have a, a team member. So we have somebody that just does social media, just does reputation management, just does our website. Everything is broke down. And so they've even narrowed it down to this person's really good at Facebook. This person's really good at Google AdWords. This person's really good at reputation. And so you have one person that is just an expert in that particular field, and that's all they handle. So it's been nice to do that, but it definitely is a hard transition from doing it yourself to paying somebody to do it because it gets expensive pretty quickly. Um, You know, from what we used to spend versus what we spend now is two totally different, you know, two totally different things. But then again, the cost has went up on, you know, the AdWord side. So um they've got it pretty much fine-tuned for us that you know whatever i spend i'm going to know there's a certain number you know percentage that i know we're going to do if i spend that much money so now we're kind of at the point where we go all right how big do we want to get and how much money can you really throw at this thing if it's truly you know spend a dollar and get two back wow you know the (laughs) that's it's a it's an endless possibilities how you look at it so 
it's it's cool to see the growth of the business, but it's also terrifying as well when you go, man, it's grown so much. I got multiple employees, and but it's it's a good thing. It motivates you to work a little harder. Yeah, good problems to have. Definitely could be worse problems to have in the world. So well, and I think it's beautiful, um, especially in the internet age, to have as much information um, as you have now. And I think that's a really good point that you made before: is it takes a couple months to get enough information to even find who's willing to buy the product. Yeah, who's your target market? And that, that was a hard lesson for me to learn because, you know, I was looking at it, you know, if you spend a certain amount of money, you know, say it's a thousand bucks a month, you spend a thousand dollars a month, but, you know, you get all these sales, but you go, okay, where did that all, you know, where did it all come from? You know, are we really making, is it just word of mouth? Is it, you know, what is it? Um, but it takes them a little bit of time to kind of see, okay, who is actually clicking on this? Is it a relevant customer that's actually, you know, spending money? Um, you know, we, we had a marketing company. I don't even remember where they were out of, I think Ohio. And one of the first times that we, uh, sat down and had a meeting on going over our, you know, the last month and we were getting clicks from West Virginia, Florida. Great. If you're an e-commerce business, but when you're in Pendleton, Indiana, why am I getting clicks from, you know, and, why am I paying right, for clicks? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, that was a conversation I had and I said, guys, look, you know, I get that you guys are doing this, but why are we getting all these clicks you know, that I'm paying for that aren't producing any money. It's just costing me money. And they couldn't, you know, they obviously they couldn't justify, you know, me keeping them around. So um, we've pretty much got all that handled now. We don't really have that. But the amount of information that you can get from online stuff is just, it's it's truly fascinating when you can sit down and really start putting, you know, what your demographic is and what your customer is. I mean, we can even fine tune it with age, how much money you make. I mean, it's scary it is scary (laughs) it's very scary but you know the the i know you know we're reading the book um and it's cool to read that book and then um see kind of what we're going through now and kind of the old school way of you know ads in the you know yellow pages versus today i mean you have so much information in front of you you know who your customer is you know who you can go after it's just it's pretty cool to see and i think that's going to get even better um but you know, it's also, it can get expensive at times. Well, in the the expense is justified on the type of lead. You know, if, it, if it's a penny person that, you know, has one in one, one hundredth chance of buying versus somebody who costs, you know, a dollar and you know for a fact that they're looking for your exact product and they're in your exact location, then yeah, I'm right. willing to pay that extra 99 cents for somebody willing to buy it right so it's changed and we get you know especially like black friday christmas time it's always been a fascinating time for me on marketing because you know obviously we run black friday we run a uh, pre-black friday special so you know it's monday tuesday wednesday before thanksgiving and then wednesday thursday friday we take off and um that kind of thing but it's interesting that's kind of the time of year where it kicks off to where you're getting these big box retailers that it's hard to get space on Google just because they're taking up so much of it. I mean, their mm-hmm. marketing budget is huge. Nobody, I can't afford to, you know, go after with you know, TJ Maxx or you know, Walmart or you know, you're just never going to compete. So you, you got to get a little creative on stuff. Um, we hit more like email blasts. You know, not that we you know emailing people every single day, but you know we may hit them twice a month. Hey, here's our sales. Yeah. type thing so we've learned over the period of time on certain year or certain times of the year you gotta have to kind of transition to what works best 
and spend your money the you know the wisely as you can. Yeah, and part of the discussion I had with Tammy Coleman, um, she's like I spoke earlier, she's probably episode twenty um, with Element Two Twelve. She talks about the client journey, and it truly becomes a circle because it comes back to those repeat customers. It comes back to those retargeting ads. It comes back to all those other things to maximize the dollar with the single client. Yeah, and that's it's a it's a long journey to learn. You know, when we first signed up with our marketing team, I had known enough about it and had, had done this enough times where, you know, I think you know they were trying to set the precedent of, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do everything that we can to make sure that your money is being spent where it needs to, but it could take a little bit of time to get that up and going. And I said, well, right, hey, I get that. And you know, they were kind of blown away because I think they see it more times than not. They see the opposite of that to where people want results and they want them right now. You know, you just took bunch of money marketing i need results and i need them right now well i've done it long enough to know that it doesn't always happen that way i mean luckily at the shop it happened pretty quickly but we'd already had a decent base and you know i can give them a lot of information on here's a busy season here's what this is going to be busy we've done it for long enough that i kind of had the ups and downs of the business figured out and that kind of helped them um but it does it just it, it it could take a couple months for it to you know to get out so Tricked out is one thing. Sunblockers, that's a whole nother, you know, deal to us. We're learning it all over again. So, you know, I've got tricked out to a fine science, but sunblockers, that's one where we look at and, you know, we're learning as we go on that one. It's it's similar to what we do at Tricked Out in a way, but it's completely different because it's completely dem- different demographics. So it's something we're having to learn over again, and, you know, I can take some of the lessons that I've learned through Tricked Out and through that. So it's it's a fun journey. I don't mind it, but I enjoy it, but I'm not smart enough to, to do it myself, nor would I want to. I just, I'd rather pay somebody to, well, <laughs> to do I, that. I think that makes you smart because it's better than trying to, you know, do something you're not great at and try to, you know, spend your time somewhere else. Yeah. Do what you're good at and keep doing it. Yeah, I enjoy what I do. I don't enjoy looking at Google AdWords. I mean, it looks like a spaceship when you pull it up with numbers and it, I, I don't understand it. Find find somebody that's good at it and pay them to do it. So well, and I think that's a good word of advice. Um, so that being said, if you're talking to any young person who's running a business and they're trying to manage all this themselves and they're trying to figure out their own marketing plan, as I mean, it's still early 2021. What would you say to them? Read, read a bunch, different things. Um, you know, that was something that I always did was. Once I kind of decided, you know, one, you have to figure out a marketing plan. What can you afford? That's the first thing. How much money do I actually have to spend to market? Um, And what can I do it safely to still put money back, take money home, live off of? Um, So, you know, that number will change over a period of time, but you you would hope so. But so what I did is, you know, we had a certain amount of money, market, I got it going. And then I'd read, how do you do this? You know, Google's an awesome thing because there's endless information out there on anything that you want to learn you can learn how to do google adwords if you really wanted to i'm sure there's a youtube video now um so that would be probably my biggest thing is figure out what you can afford know your numbers on all the business but especially in marketing and figure out what you want to do and read about it learn about it constantly read about it you'll learn stuff and then implement it and if it doesn't work then figure out why it doesn't work um and you'll eventually get to the point to where you either are really, really good at it, and that's what you do in the business, or like somebody like me where you go, it's not my thing. I understand enough of it to understand that I may not be 
I'm either not getting taken advantage of or you are, um, and then pay somebody else to do it. Yeah, I think that's a good word of advice. So to everybody looking to change up the marketing plan in 2021, read as much as you can, implement what you learn, and if it doesn't work, try again. we got plenty of time. Pretty good advice. All right, Adam, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate having me, man. Hey guys, thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.